me to Habakkuk in chapter number two. Amen. Love what I feel in this service. We all stand for the reading of the word. I love the power of the Holy Ghost. It's already in this place. Amen. Praise the Lord. There's nothing that God can't do. Amen. I had my Bible turned to the book of Matthew. I thought I'm sure I was preaching to Matthew on Wednesday. And as I was getting ready to teach, I my opening text was in the back. But I was jumping the gun a little bit. So I had to back up and get back on track. I say, I'm still on Wednesday. Brother, Brother Mark, if you're still on Wednesday, Pastor, slow down. Are you still, you still, huh? Yeah, back up. I had to back up a little bit. And uh, I had to, you know, back come. Back up. Ever how you want to say it. Back So. I had a lot of fun with saying that over the last little bit. So, um, yeah, I'm. I was jumping, jumping a little bit too fast. I, I still had a lot of stuff to do between then and there, and uh, and uh, Sunday school and lesson. I was had to prepare, and then and then the, uh, all the other stuff. And and now I'm finally made it to Habakkuk. Amen. If you're there, say Amen. Habakkuk chapter number 2, verse number 1 says, I will stand upon my watch, and I, and set me upon the tower, and I will watch to see what he will say unto me, and what I shall answer when I am appeared. Verse 2. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that, I, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Verse 4. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. But the just shall live by faith. Turn over to the book of Isaiah. I know I didn't give this to uh, Brother Sergil, uh, but um, I like throwing them out. Isaiah chapter number 57 or 54. Um, my notes is 54 and I, and I stopped a page early. That's what I get for sword drilling too fast. Amen. Isaiah 54, verse number 1. Amen. God is so good in this place. Amen. Sing, O barren, thou that doest not bear, break forth into singing, and cry aloud with or thou that doest not travail with child. 
but more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. Spare not, lengthen the cords, and strengthen the stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles, and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for the for thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. That's powerful. Hmm. I don't know about you, but I feel a brother Dylan's spirit come on me on that one. Number five, or chapter, or verse five. It says, For thy maker is thy husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. I want to preach for the next few moments here this afternoon. On running with a vision. Running with a vision. Lay your Bibles down and let's raise our hands to the Lord and pray. God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for another opportunity we have. Lord Jesus, to come into your presence to to preach the word of God. I pray that you would anoint my lips of clay that I may speak as the oracles of God. Lord, let us hear Lord, Lord, what you have to say in this place. God, in the name of Jesus, amen, amen, in Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. You all can be seated in the name of the Lord. We serve a God. We serve a God that is able to change us. Oftentimes what God has for you and I, it is a challenging thing. God challenges us when we look at the things that God wants us to do versus where we are now or what we're able to do at the moment. It's very difficult and very challenging. And, and so oftentimes it looks unable or like it will never happen. We're talk, I'm talking to you about a vision or what God would tell you to do, it will cause you many times to, to, to fear and many times us uh, people cannot see the whole picture and they're not able to see all the things that God wants them to do and sometimes it gets hard and but when we preach about the vision and preach about the things that God has for, for us, many times it, it uh, will still motivate us to do the things that God wants us to do. And, uh, and my mind goes back as, uh, uh, as growing up in, in, uh, in the country in Jackson County, but living a lot of my years in, in Berea, Kentucky, and still live in Berea, Kentucky, there was a, 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 a 
little store or, or factory, whatever. It's called the Church Hill Weavers. And they would weave all of these things. And they still do things there now, but they're not quite as big as they are now, as they, as they were then, and, and how they used to weave things and, and put things together. And, and, and Sister Angie probably remembers seeing those uh, those things. And many of us have maybe been to, to the Church Hill Weavers, and, uh, and you, you would see uh, how they would weave the quilts. And you go through Bria, and you could see, and go to the artisan scene, and you can go to, to downtown around Boone Tavern and Boone Square and you can go all around through there and you could see all of the artists and how they would weave things together in different patterns and, and you could see how they would take that weaver and they would just, you know... You know, do their pedals and and they would just work it. To, and and many times it's hard to see all of the things that that is coming in. And you can say, how does that color even fit fit to, to what you're trying to build? And and many times they'll weave in different patterns and different colors and different things. And and you know what? Life is but a weaving. Uh, many times it's like a weaving between you and the Lord. And the Lord is doing the the weavings. So, and we we cannot choose the colors that that he puts in. Oh, but the Lord works steadily, getting it all put together. And he starts putting things in. We can't choose what he puts in. And you know, just like I as a little kid said, I think you should add this color. I think, no, it doesn't go with the end result because the person doing the weaving, they know what it's going to look like at the end and all you see is a bunch of piles of yarn. How in the world can you see what you're doing? I remember Nevea, as she was younger, she used to uh, uh, knit, and she start, she'd back there and she'd just, we, we'd go to, to, to Tennessee on vacation. She'd be, I'd be like, what are you doing? I'm making a, I'm making a, a blanket. And she'd be like, Whittling that, you know, my my stepmom, Susan, she she starts weaving this, uh, weaving these uh, uh, things, and starts making quilts and pot holders, and making uh, little things for Christmas, and all kinds of little things. She starts putting together, and I tell you what, uh, but the ones who who is looking can't see it. Oh, but uh, the Lord, we can't choose the colors, but the Lord works steadily in our lives, and oftentimes. He weaves in things we don't want. And how many agrees that there's things that is in our lives and that God has put in our lives that we don't quite want? Uh, many times He weaves in sorrow. Has anybody ever had sorrow weaved into their lives? Oh, I tell you, I've had some sorrow in my life. I've had some troubles in my life. I had some disappointings and disappointments in my life. And sorrow, oh, has come into my life. You know what? The Bible says that Jesus was a man of sorrow. Oh, for surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows but yet we esteemed him stricken smitten of God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed and I tell you what he, he weaves in sorrow and he weaves in foolish pride oh and sometimes you know what we feel like he forgets us 
Oh, sometimes uh, he, he puts us up and he, and, and he doesn't really do anything. Sometimes he puts things in our lives and says, where are you at? It's not finished yet. And you feel like God's hand has left your life. But oh, no. Oh, he's coming back. And he's going to finish what he started. Have you ever put something up? You know, that's another thing no grandma did. She'd put it up. And they said, well, Granny, you know, what's this? Oh, that's just a, that's just a blanket I'm working to give. i got to give this to, to little D. He, he's, he's, he needs, he's getting cold. And he's, you know, all right. You know, what's this one for? Oh, I'm working on this one. And you know what? And then all throughout the, the, the house, they're working, they're weaving things. And sometimes it, we feel like God forgets us when, when he's not, there's no action in our lives. And sometimes we can look at our church and we can see our church and it doesn't look like he's working on us. Oh, where's he at? But you know what? Just because old granny ain't got his hand, her, her hands on the quilt does not mean she's not still working on that. She's working on something else too she's doing all kinds of other stuff she's still she's still working on it as a little kid song says he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be took him just a week to make the moon and the stars the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars how loving and patient he must be cause he's still working on me I like that, don't you, brother? Little D. He's still working on me. You know what? He's still got me. I may be in holding right now, but the Lord's going to get his hands back on me. And the weaver may put some stuff in your life that you don't want. But I tell you what, that's going to get you to the end of the end result. You know what? You may go through things in your life. Oh, but that's just a pattern in your that the Lord is weaving in your life. Brother Travis, he's just weaved that in your life. Oh, I know. I don't know. I, I want to erase that. But oh, no. That is going to make the end result result look even prettier when you look at the pattern that the Lord has built and made in your life reminds me of the you ever seen when they put uh, uh, you know all kinds of different things together stall them together make a quilt each one of those patterns each one of those pieces represents something a time or an error or, or what's happening in your life it's just a piece it's just sold in. You know what? You know, but at the end result, you look back and you can see how beautiful that quilt is. But it's got all kinds of different things together. Old shirts, old hankies, you know, old blankets, old quilts. You know, I say, well, it's got a piece of everybody in our family all in one thing. But life, many times, it's like that. Oh, sometimes uh, uh, we forget to, to, to see, oh, what is, is on the upside. Oh, so, so often, the, uh, you know, we see the underside of whatever thing is. And, you know, so oftentimes the upside is the beautiful and the underside is just the bland. Have you ever seen that? The, the, the underside is, is just the plain white or sweat stained or whatever you want to say. Uh, you know, whatever you want to say, it, it may be, I don't know. But on the 
top is the beautiful side. We see what's underneath. Oh, but what's on the outside, we don't really see. We need to understand, oh, that God is still moving. And God is still, although it looks like it's gloomy, oh, it's not till the, 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 the loom, uh, uh, the illumination is, is, is brought in. And the silence is broken in your life. And you see God moving in your life. Oh, and you see how, how God can move in your life. And the, and the little bits here and there, you can see how things start to happen in your life. Oh, and things start happening. You can just think as a little butterfly as they, were, they are in the cocoon. And, and oh, as the shell starts breaking loose and they start breaking out outside of that. And you, you don't see the true beauty inside of that cocoon or the caterpillar. Oh, but God is getting ready to bring forth something great. Oh, just hold on. It may look like it's hopeless. It may look like you're in the middle of death. But oh, you've got something that's great. It's a vision. And that, that butterfly said, i got to get out. And I tell you what, it's got to get out in order to fly. It's got to get out under the fly. God, He unrolls the canvases in our lives. Oh, he unrolls it in our lives. When God unfolds the rose, he always gets it right. When each petal is in place, it's such a beautiful sign. God knows when to hold on and the perfect time to let go. So let God have his way and watch God unfold the rose. I believe there's going to be a great unfolding in your life, but don't give up when you're still rolled up and it's not all the way out. I believe God is getting ready to unfold your life, but don't you try to do it on your own. Don't try to rush it because there's a great vision that you're going to have in your future. And I tell you what, and God is getting ready to weave in some power in your life and move in your life and take you from one place to another. Amen. When God does that, it explains why. God gives you the reason why. Oh, at my work, uh, uh, they have this thing, and I, it's called Five Whys. And, uh, and, I, and I joke around with it sometimes. And Brother Sturgill was saying, saying something. I said, why? And she'd give me the answer. And I said, okay, why? And I just, you know, and Alicia was sitting beside me. She said, why do you keep asking why? He said, there's five whys to every solution. You gotta ask five whys and answer each five whys, and after you answer all five whys, you come with, you come up with your solution. I know that's sinking in real deep, and that was the same facial expressions I made to our factory when they told us that. Why? Why do you think this is going to work? Because blah blah blah. Well, why? Why? Why do you run this factory like this? Why? 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 And, and you know what? I, I went way over five whys and they still didn't come up with a good answer. But enough of that. Let that sink in. 
I may be fired after this if they watch this online. I'm just kidding. They may be watching. God bless their heart if they are. But you know what? Sometimes you look at your life and you have a lot of whys. Why, Lord? Why is it so dark? Why am I going through this? Why is this? Have you ever been that, been sitting at your at, on your couch at your grandma's house and you say, why this and why that? Have you ever seen a kid that was all full of questions? Stop asking me questions. I'm getting so tired of that, Brother Dylan. I'm just kidding. Kids do that. Little D, I know he does. Why? Why? Go well you need to quit doing it. Why? Why? See? You're about to get the answer. Do you know what? Many times throughout our lives, we have a question mark on our lives. And just like that, when you look at that weaver and grandma's putting it down. Well, grandma, why do you use so much yarn? Because it takes it. Well, why are you putting that color? Because of this. You know, why are you doing that? Well, you know, because I'm making it. So what are you making? Well, it's going to be a beautiful thing. You can't really see it now, but it's going to be beautiful. And you got so many questions. And many people in our lives have got so many questions. Many times the vision leaves you with questions. The vision leaves you with things that are not that aren't plain. The things that aren't understanding that you can't understand oh but when God starts getting his hand on you when the skilled weaver starts getting his hand on you he starts threading in some things and not just yarn but he starts putting in some gold and some silver some 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 valuable things into your life not just the worthless things in your life but although you look at your life and it just looks like a bunch of yarn that may be worthless but God can weave in some things with great value in your life God can weave in some things that's very that's very powerful in your life. God can put things in your life that gives you a future and a hope and expect it in. God can give you a way out. And he starts putting things, little gold nuggets in your life. And there's going to be a scripture that you read and you say, oh, I like that. Woo, glory to God, I want to read that again. You know what? And he starts pray, you start praying and the Lord starts touching you. You know what? That's a little gold nugget. He's weaving in some gold. When you get to the house of God on a Sunday afternoon and the Lord starts moving, oh, he starts putting in a little bit more sparkle. I tell you, he put a little glitter on this one. It's looking pretty good. You know what? It ain't all bad. You know, it ain't all full of sorrow. It ain't all because, oh, I was was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And right here, God can put the, the things in your life to transform you and to make you make you able to fulfill the vision that he's given you let's clap our hands to him right now he made it plain the pattern he has planned for your life God can make it plain as in our text we read how it was looking out it was trying to hear and to understand and the Lord gave that vision the Lord gave that reply 
to them. He said, write down the revelation I make. Write down the vision that I give you. He said, write it down and make it plain. Write it down so we'll be able to understand. Oh, write it down on tablets so you'll be able to see. Oh, write it down and run with it. He said, write it down on tablets so the ones who hears it can run with it. Uh, you can't run with something until you know that what it is. And I'm glad today to know that I know that I know Oh, that God is going to do everything he said. For God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. I'm telling you today that God, if he said it, he's going to perform it. If God's ever said something in your life, he's going to do it. And I believe when God gives you a vision and God gives you a calling, you've got the ability to run with it. Run. Run with that vision. Oh, because it comes have to be plain. And as things starts bringing down, put it into to, to in a way that is plain to understand. So when you read that... That Brother Dylan can take off running with it. Oh, you can pass the baton. You can say, come on now. We're in a race. We're doing this to fulfill the work of God. And God's got a purpose. And we need to go for it. We need God. We need to go for everything God has for us. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Revelation awaits. For an important for an appointed time. Mm. The vision is yet for an appointed time. It's not here yet. Look at your neighbor and say, it ain't here yet. But I still see it. Your blessing ain't here yet, but you can still see it. Oh, Brother Donnie, your new job ain't here yet, but I can see it. Oh, you know what? God can move in your life. You may not see it now, but I believe today. Oh, that you can see with through the eyes of God and through what God has for you. Oh, and God can make a way in your life. And the revelation is going to come for an appointed time. For, uh, for an appointed time, it shall speak of the end and will not prove false it's going to speak right and the end it shall speak it ain't going to lie although it tarries although it lingers the Bible says that we need to wait for it wait for it you're going to see it don't give up oh you need to wait for it God's going to do miracles in your life you ever seen somebody say alright wait for it Wait for it. everybody showed you a video said wait for it just wait for it so what's going down on down at your anchor? Well, just, just wait for it. Just wait for it. Oh, it's coming. You know, there's a vision that's been spoken. There's a prophecy that's been spoken. Oh, they, the outsiders look at it and they can't see it, Brother Dave. Oh, but just wait for it. Oh, you know what? You see these pews in here. Oh, and you look at them with through eyes of doubt. Oh, but I look at them through eyes of faith and I'm able to see every pew filled oh, with hungry souls. Well, I don't see it, Pastor. Well, just wait for it. It's coming. It's for an appointed time. You know what? We may not have 
have a college ministry up and going yet. But I tell you what, just wait for it. It's going to happen. Oh, I just don't know if we're going to get all this all this food box stuff lined down. And I don't know if we're going to get all this. Oh, just wait for it. Just wait. Oh, the vision is great big. Oh, and I know it's going to come at a point in time. I know it's going to come when the Lord's will is. Oh, but I tell you what, you know what, just wait for it because it's going to, the vision speaks and it, and it lingers. Wait for it. Oh, and it speaks the truth and it's not going to be, be a lie. It's going to not be proved false in the end. People will try to falsely say, you're a liar, it ain't going to happen. But I tell you what, when it happens, I say, told you so. One of these days when people look at this church and, and we start having a revival that I've been speaking of for, for three years and God starts moving in this church, you know what, when it starts happening, you know what, I'm going to look and say, I told you so. You know what, they said I could not never preach, but guess what, I told you so. They said that you would never do anything for God, but guess what, I told you so. I was going to, it was going to happen. Oh, just wait for it and God's going to, ha- God's going to move. Oh, just wait for it, brother, and you're going to have that ministry. You're going to follow in that calling. If you are called, the Bible says, to wait for your calling. Wait for your calling. Wait for it, for it surely will come. It won't delay. It won't tarry. And the Bible makes it plain how it said it will not delay. And God answered. And He said, write it down. And Write it down and, and run with it. The vision and the message is a witness pointing to, the, to its coming. The vision always points to the end. Oh, when you have a vision, it points to the end. It points to, to not where you are now, but it points to the end. Oh, you're not looking at where you are now, but you are looking to the end. Oh, it's getting ready to come. God's getting ready to move. Oh, I can't hardly wait for it. Can you? I can't hardly wait to see the blessings God's got for this church. I can't hardly wait. How many agrees with me today? I can't wait to see God do everything He said He's going to do. I can't wait to see the altars filled with people seeking the Holy Ghost. I can't wait to see people being baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. I just can't wait. I can't wait for the revival that's been promised to this church. I tell you what, if I just had five people that could get with me right now and and come to agreement that when it comes, I'll tell you what, it's going to be great. And I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, hallelujah. If we start praising God like he's already done it, I tell you what, God is going to move when we start running with a vision. When you run with a vision, you're not in doom and gloom because you know it's going to happen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, it seems slow coming, but it's on its way. It's going to be right on time. He's an on-time God. Yes, He is. 
He's an on-time God. Yes, He is. He may not come when you want Him, but He'll be there right on time. Because He's an on-time God. Yes, He is. I tell you what, it's on its way, and it's going to be right on time. God does everything in perfect timing. As we taught in our Sunday school, God has a plan and a purpose. And God is able to put you in the places that He wants you to be in. Put you in the field that God wants you to be in. Put you in the job that God wants you to be in. Oh, God's able to put you right where He wants you to be. I tell you what, He is able to do things with a purpose and do things with a plan. And God gets up and He does things on purpose Oh, in your life because God has a plan. And it's going to come to pass right on time. Right on time. Some things don't happen because it ain't timing. Oh, but I tell you, God's getting ready to move. Oh, many of us are wanting things to happen. But things will happen on God's time. Oh, God works on His own time schedule. Oh, you can't make Him hurry up. You can't say it needs to happen faster because God is in control. Oh, but we as the people of God have a vision. And we have a vision. Vision in Hebrew, it means to glaze momentarily. It means to perceive it means to comprehend with pleasure of the future. Many times we, we, we have an ability to have glimpses of what God is going to do. Going home, I'm going home. There's nothing. Hold me here. I saw a glimpse of that heavenly land. Praise God, I'm going home. That's an old song we used to sing, and they'd cry their eyes out. And a lot of times at the funeral, they'd sing those times about going home. Oh, sometimes you get a glimpse of what heaven's going to be like. Sometimes you get a glimpse of what it's going to be like. Sometimes you get a glimpse of what God's going to do in this church. Sometimes you get a glimpse, Brother Dave, of what God's getting ready to do in your ministries. Oh, sometimes you just get a little glimpse. And you know what? When you have a vision, it gives you the glimpse to see what people couldn't normally see. Oh, where's it at? Oh, I got a glimpse of it. I got I got a glazed at it momentarily. Oh, I didn't get to see it, the full picture of it. Oh, but it's going to be good. Sometimes you in prayer, the Lord picture gives you a picture in your mind of what the new church is going to look like. And it gives you a picture in your mind of the ministries that's going to happen. Oh, I got a glimpse and it looks pretty good. i tell you what, I perceive it. Oh, and I know that God is going to be moving and I'm able to have confidence and to have to, to understand that I can have complete pleasure in the future. Oh yes, you can have pleasure in the future. It ain't happened yet, but oh, I'm happy when I see my family being saved. I'm going to be rejoicing when I see my children filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to be rejoicing when I see all the ones I work with come into this altar and repent and be baptized. Oh yes. Oh yes. It's going to happen. I got a glimpse of it. I got a glimpse of it. I can't see it, but I got a glimpse. 
what it looked like. I know it's going to be good. I got a glimpse. I gazed upon it for just a few moments. You look it up in, in, in the dictionary of Webster's Dictionary. It defines it like this. It, when you have a vision, is the act or power of seeing with your eyes. Now understand, when you, we talk about vision and seeing things, it's not so much as the physical eyes, but it's the spiritual eyes. And just as Brother Donnie, you know, he may not have any physical eyes, but he could see some things clearer than people that's got 20-20 vision. He can see vision. He can see spiritual things. He can see with his eyes what God's getting ready to do. He says, I can't see it, but he can. He can have faith. Brother Chris Lips preached a message one time, and he, he's legally blind. You know, he's only got one eye, and he can't see out of the other. He's, pretty much, he's legally blind, and he, 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 he preached a message one time and said, make, Lord, make me blind so I can see. Sometimes God can make you blind with your own physical eyes so you can see. The latter part of that scripture says, For the just shall walk by faith and not by sight. I don't want to go by what I see with my physical eyes, Brother Donnie. Sometimes I wish I didn't see. I didn't see the, the facial expressions when you talk about faith and you talk about the vision. I, sometimes you wish I could just, I'd just close my eyes and just be more faith instead of seeing doubt in people's faces they're like whatever I'll see it when I see it sometimes you wish you didn't see what is happening around you oh but through eyes of faith but when you have the vision it, it empowers you to to see with your eyes the power of, of comprehension. The power of assuming, assuming, assuming things and seeing things with your eyes. It gives you the power of expectation. Seeing the attainable. Yet visible. When you look at your eyes, you're seeing things that are Obtainable Things that are Are still visible But I tell you what But we got a vision Now faith is the substance of things hoped for And the evidence of things not seen It is faith That allows you to see the things That are impossible For vision is the art of seeing things Invisible Oh, oh. Tell you, anybody ever had an invisible friend? I'm going to put my hand down now. I don't... Will you help me out on this? You want to preach for me a little bit? That's my invisible friend. Seeing the invisible. Seeing things that you can't see with your own eyes. The old grandma didn't, you know, you could, she couldn't see it with her own eyes, but she had a vision for that quilt. Having a vision, seeing the impossible. 
They are destinies that we have. Our destinies are shaped by our vision. Futures are only a byproduct. Or hold on. Failures are only the byproduct of a visionless person. They are overcome by belief in the facts. In the fact that God cannot do can, can do all things. If you have a vision, you, you have to believe that the fact in the facts that God can do all things and all things are possible with Him. Because if you f- have failure, it's only because you didn't see it. Keep going out of the vision. Run with the vision. Run with the vision that God gives you. Your destiny is determined not by the process, but rather what is possessing you. Mm, Brother Dave, what's possessing you? It's not by what you possess. It's what is possessing you. What do you have now? Well, I don't know. I don't think you can do it. I, we're, uh, what can we can we buy that building? No, I looked at the checkbook this morning and we we ain't got it. Well, can we buy this? Can we do this, Pastor? We know, we want to put more money in this. Well, hold on now. I, you know, it's we don't possess that. We don't have enough. And a lot of times you ain't got enough in your possession. Oh, but when you get the vision possessing you, and it gets you to drive, gets the gives you the drive to do what you couldn't normally do, because it doesn't matter what we have in our hands, but it's by, by the faith and the vision of what God's going to do in the future. How many's got a vision of what God's going to do in your future? Poor. Eyesight, or poor eyes limit your sight, but a poor vision limits your deeds. You ever seen people that wasn't doing much? Those are visionless people. They don't have no vision. If you can't see it happening, why? Why would you get off the couch? You know, you don't see it. You don't picture it in your mind. Just imagine when you're laying in bed in the morning. What do you do? You envision your whole day. Well, I got to get up and make me some Folgers, give me some coffee and do this. And you got all this in your mind. You're visioning this out. But you know what? In, in your vision, you're going to work. Well, I'm going to talk to that person. I got to do this. Per- I got to do this and do that. If you got a vision of your day, that gets you to go. But I tell you what, uh, but you know what? Uh, you, if you don't have a vision, it limits what you do. A visionless church sits and lays dormant. A visionless church will not do anything. A visionless church is barren. A visionless church will not prepare. A visionless church will not do anything to reach the loss. A visionless church won't do anything. But I tell you, I've gone, you're going to have to run with a vision that God gives us. And although we can't see it all yet, oh, but run, 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 run with a vision. Run with what God has put in our hearts to do. And as we keep running, God starts revealing things into our lives. Leads us to Isaiah chapter number 54. Talks about the barren woman. Tells her to sing. 
Why do you want me to sing? I have nothing to sing for. I'm barren. Sing, oh barren. Huh. Okay, I'll sing. I'm sorry for I'm barren. Oh, I don't have no children and I never will. Oh, I'm sad and lonely. No babies to cry. Oh, I'm so sad. Boo hoo hoo. And they're like, no, no, that ain't the song we want to sing. Oh, sing, O Baron. And you know, it's a gloom, despair, and agony on me. If it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all. But they said, sing. Sing, old barren woman who has never had child or never, never done anything. He said, burst with song. I like that. Sometimes that happens to me. Bursting with song. Have you ever burst with a song at work, brother? Have you ever burst out with a song? Oh, when you're like, whistle while you work. You know, you're whistling, whistling Dixie, whistling while you're working. Because I tell you what, he, he said, sing, oh Baron, let out a loud sing. Woo! I don't know if she could sing, but oh, it said, told him, gave her the instruction to sing and bring and break forth with singing. Break it out. Break out. All right. <clears throat> let me clear my throat a little bit. <clears throat> Then sings my soul, my Savior God. Be like, hold on, wait, don't sing no more. God's gonna give it you, give it to you without singing. Shh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe she couldn't sing. Oh, but the, the the power wasn't in her vocal cords. But it was a power to know that she ain't gonna longer be not barren anymore. You know, it ain't as good as you, it ain't because of how good you are and how you can do it. It's not how good this church, how the members of this church is. It's what's gonna bring it. It's not how good our, our singing is and our programs and our and our activities and all what we're doing. It's not as it's not in in our own ability to sing and preach and and do the things. Oh, but I tell you what, it's the ability to be able to see and to sing for joy to know that I'm not going to be barren anymore I got joy that I'm not going to be barren anymore I'm not going to be barren he said sing those that that's never gave labor those who who have never gave labor the, the ones who are desolate the ones who don't have any children. More are the ones of the children of the desolate than the ones who have the husbands. How can that be? How can somebody rejoice like they've gotten more than, than, than someone else when all they see is barrenness? All they see with their own eyes is, I don't got no babies. Oh, but yet there is an instruction that, that we should, should expect a future. A future that one day we're going to be holding that baby. And the ones who, who are now desolate is going to outnumber the ones that have babies 
wives and have husbands. Oh, and I tell you what, just like the Lord has spoke to this woman and I prophesied to this church as that this barren church is going to be more than the ones who have the husband. It's going to be more than the ones who have the babies already. Oh, I'm singing a song to let everyone know that this church is going to have more babies than any church around because we are singing and rejoicing and running with a vision. Are you with me? Do you agree? That this church is going to be overflowing and this church is going to grow and the only way it can happen is if we run with a vision and we sing like we aren't, aren't barren anymore. Sing like we aren't barren anymore. It's not just the singing that took place. It's not just the singing that took place. But it was also... It come a time of preparation. Bible says that they, they enlarged the tents and let them strengthen, strength, stretch forth the curtains. Mm. It says to enlarge the places of your tents. Stretch your tent curtains. Do not hold back. Lengthen the cords. Strengthen the stakes. We're getting ready to expand. We're getting ready to grow. It's not just the song. It's not just by what you say with your mouth. But it is an action. They acted like it was going to happen. My mind goes back to Brother Denny and Sister Denny as they put that baby car seat in the back seat of the car. Why are you putting an empty car seat in the back? I'm getting ready. Oh, it reminds me of when they made the baby room and got the baby bed. And he goes in there every morning and prays in the baby's room. Oh, why is he going to do that? He ain't no baby. But I tell you what, he's stretching forth the tents. He's stretching it out wide. The curtains is going to be, he's, he's strengthening the cords. Oh, he's making ready. Oh, because one day it's going to happen. One day it's going to happen. It's going to happen because you've decided that you're going to run with a vision. I see the baby. Oh, I see the church growing. I see bus ministries with 25 buses. Oh, I see our church having to build a five or six or 700 seat sanctuary with a gymnasium and classrooms and choir lofts and ever all kinds of ministries. And we're going to take over the whole city of Richmond or spread across all the things that we're doing. I believe it's going to happen. And I can see it with my eyes of faith. I tell you what, but we as a church is going to have to run with the vision. Do not be afraid. Do not suffer shame. He told him, don't be afraid, don't be shameful. When you got a, a barren woman singing, ain't that crazy? When you got a, a small church rejoicing that they're growing. When you got sick people praising that they're healed. Don't that look crazy? Oh, we're in revival. Where you at? What's the revival you talking about? I don't need no revival. I don't need no revival. Sometimes you just want to zip some, get some super glue and shut them up. But God won't let me do that. I done prayed about it. Thank you, Lord. I had the glue and everything, brother. I'm just kidding, my brother. I was kidding with Brother Sturge. I do got super glue on my on my table, but 
Now the confession is good for the soul. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. But how can you think it's going to happen? You're going to be ashamed. But he said, don't fear. Do not be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Do not be in disgrace. Do not be humiliated. Oh, you're, you're walking. You're expecting to have a baby. You're expecting to have a church that's growing. What do you think? Who do you think you are? Well, what do you think you are, are to think that this is ever going to happen? You're crazy. It's not going to happen. You know what? You're just preparing them to come over to our church. Get them ready. We'll take them. We fill our church with yours. We're get, you get them ready and we'll take them. Oh no. God's going to fill. And God, what are you, you're crazy, brother, to believe that God's going to do what you're th- saying He's going to do. Oh, but the Word of God says run with a vision. Don't be humiliated. Don't forget. Oh, the shame of the youth. Or, or he, said, uh, he said, forget the shame of your youth in your former years. Oh, and all the years that you have been barren. You're, you're going to be able to forget those times. One of these days we're going to look and say, you remember how it was back in 2023 and us having church? You know what, Pastor? I don't know. I mean, I remember a little bit. Oh, we got so much going on right now. I just, I ain't got time to think about that. Oh, I ain't got time to think about when it was rough. I ain't got time to think about when I was barren. Oh, the baby in the arms of the mother. Oh, how sweet it is. Oh, how sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride and love it it brings. Oh, as the song sings about because the Lord Jesus lives, I can face tomorrow. You know what? The barrenness of a woman is never remembered again when the the mother is holding that baby because I believe with all my heart when the baby is in the arms of that mother and it looks down it forgets all the years all of the suffering and all of the barrenness and all when you didn't have anything oh I tell you what the joy it's going to bring when we see babies and the Bible says when when Josiah travails sons and daughters shall be born travail don't be ashamed when you and people say what's going on you know you have, how many you have on Sunday you know you say oh I, I tell you what God's doing great things you know what we're growing God's moving we're expanding well, what are you expanding for what do you mean oh we're going to buy property where are you going to buy it I, was, I don't know as I you know, we're gonna buy property and build a church. Well, I don't know. It's like well, we're gonna get a church bus. Well, where are you gonna buy a church bus? At? I, you know what? You know, you know. I'm believing, I'm singing a song. I'm singing a song of revival. Don't be ashamed to run with the vision. Don't be ashamed to believe for the impossible. Don't be ashamed to believe that God's going to do what He said because God ain't going to lie and God's going to do it. And I tell you, He's going to do everything He said He was going to do. So they started clearing the lots. Clearing the lots. Clearing the lot. Let's make some room here. 
Let's make some, let's spread out. Let's make this tent bigger. Oh, let's use plenty of rope. You know, we don't need that much, Pastor. Yeah, we're going to have to prepare. Oh, well, we're going to have to have people parking over here. What are you talking about? We, we don't need that. Yeah, we will. Yeah, I see it. Those cars are going to be on this side. There's going to be cars on that side. All the way down the street, we're going to have to have traffic directing, uh, cops directing traffic as they come in here on Sunday. Oh, do you see that? No, I don't see that. Well, I tell you what, well, you need to start seeing it. When you start seeing the vision, you start running with the vision, it's going to be amazed what God's going to do. Don't be ashamed. We're, we're, we're cool, you know. Don't be ashamed. Just remind me, those kids, you know, when, when they're about 12, 13 year old and they get braces and they, get, they got cross-eyed and their, and their buck teeth and they all got this brace and they're just walking around. He's like, well, why are you acting like a, oh, underneath all this is a stud, you know. You know, you can't see it. But I tell you, I know my daddy's a pretty good looking guy. And I'm not going to be like him too. You never know. You know, whatever you say. Oh, but you know what? You're strutting your stuff believing God's going to do it. And the devil's telling you, you need to hide in shame because it ain't never going to happen. But I tell you what, but with your vision, you can run with that and say, yeah, I may look rough, but it's going to happen. It's just like me on a treadmill. It looks rough. Why are you doing that? Your flap is flopping. Brother Dave knows about flap and flop. Flop and flap or whatever you want to say. You see that? That chubby wubby, you know, running out on the street. His, he's sweating places he don't want to mention. And... Uh, and he's got running down his, his eyes, his ears. He could turn that water run out of his ears. Or sweat would run out of his ears because he's burning up. Oh, you know, I don't see it, but underneath there's a ripped body. And he's just going to keep it. Oh, yeah. But you know what? You may not look like it. He, he's going to be anything. But if he keeps on running with a vision, he's going to get all that in shape. I tell you what, if we start keep running with a vision, all the fat's going to be rubbed off. All the, the, the waste is going to be got rid of and all the unbelief is going to be gone because we're running with a vision that stand out over the house today hallelujah prepare get ready we are a victorious church yes we are mm. a victorious church They, we are not, we're not cheap. We're high dollar. God's got his worth on us. God has his power on us. I promise you. There's power in you that you've never, mentioned, never imagined. And you'll be able to see the victories come in your life. That it's a result of your hard labor and work. Yeah. We ain't had no food box people come to church yet, really. Oh, but they will. We've had a sand steel on our on our food box requests, and we need to get more. It's out there, and nobody's hitting it. We're offering help, but nobody's hitting it. Oh, but it will. 
It will. I got a vision. And we're going to run with it. How are you going to feed that many people? I got a vision. And I'm running with it. I'm running with it. This church, Peter, Peter was spoken, or Peter, uh, it was stated to Peter, said, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church has authority. Greatness belongs to the church. <clears throat> Greatness does, does not depend on the size of the command. But it is the way you do it. It's by the way you put in action. The vision can be spoken, but if nobody runs with it, will it happen? Will it happen if nobody runs with what God has got this for this church? I believe it's time for the church of the living God to run. We've got the power to cast out devils, unclean spirits. We've got the power to do the impossible. Yes, Satan's goal is to wreak havoc to the church, but the church can overcome him. We have the power to destroy the things he's trying to put in our lives. Speak the word of God through your flesh. Bring it under subjection to the plan of God. Well, I don't feel like it. I don't feel the vision today, Pastor. I don't feel like I need to do it. I, I'm, I'm, more, I'm tired. I, I just don't feel like it. Put your flesh under subjection. Who's in control? You know what? If I listen to my old flesh, I guarantee you I'd put a, I put $1,000 on it right now. If I listen to my flesh, I wouldn't be here today. I know it. And I sure wouldn't do all I'm doing today. If you listen to your flesh... I guarantee you, I'd be the one with the call saying, I ain't going to be there. But who am I going to call? Ghostbusters got me on hold. Who are you going to call? Put your flesh under subjection. The vision has to be ran with. There's nothing... There's nothing that can, can stand against you. Nothing is more courageous than enthusiasm. It moves stones brick by brick. It can move the mountains. It takes that enthusiasm. Have you ever seen you, somebody enthusiastic? Have you ever seen somebody that wasn't enthusiastic? They come to church and, well, I'm not really enthusiastic. I've, have, I've, I've led choir before and have the choir. You know, we sing a song and, and one person didn't really like the song or didn't really. And you could see it. Wasn't for the Lord, where would I be? Mm, I'd, be a, I'd be down there at Dollar Tree right now. And I'd leave there and I'd go down to the, to the McDonald's and get me a burger. Oh, what a change you made in my life. Oh, they be making me some change out there at the register. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Enthusiasm will give you the strength to stretch and strengthen the, the, the tents. Prepare for, the, for what? Discipline. Discipline will affect your destiny. We've got to be disciplined enough to run. Brother Travis will let you know, if you want to run, you've got to be disciplined. How many runners are in the house, spiritually? How many want to run with a vision? Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now, God, that we would not only talk the, the talk, but Lord, we would put some running and some action behind what we're saying. Yes, it looks barren. Yes, it looks hopeless. But Lord, I know, Lord Jesus, that you're going to be moving in this church. And I know, God, the division is going to be brought forth. And I know, God, we're going to be able to see it. And I want to make it so plain that, that what you're going to do, Lord Jesus, that we will be able to take charge and go forward and do the things you want us to do. Oh, God, I pray right now, Lord Jesus, Lord, that you would help us, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, to, to be faithful to the call and do hardness as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Oh, for no man that warth entangled himself again with the affairs of this life. Oh, that he may please him that has chosen him to be a soldier. Lord, you have chosen us. Oh, if any man also strives for the masteries, oh, he, he is able to put himself in subjection. And he's able to put himself, oh, to where he's able to do the things that's required. God in the name of Jesus let us run let us run run with patience laying aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us and let us run the race with patience that has been set before us God in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus just like all oh, the apostles ran with the gospel oh in the book of Acts let our church run for we have been receiving power to be a witness to our city a power to reach the lost Oh, the power to reach the ones in our community. God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I want to see things come to pass that's been envisioned to us in our church. Oh, God, I want to run with it and know that you're going to do it. I want to prepare for what you've got for our church. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to run, Brother Lord, let's find us a place to pray. Let's, if you want to run with the vision, let's pray today.